All right, everyone, welcome back to The Stoke. I'm your host, Jason Atencio, and I have a special guest today, Jacob Atencio, my brother. One and only Jacob Atencio. Hello. Um, Jake is my second oldest brother, right? Middle brother. I'm his older brother. Yeah. Right next to him. <laughs> I have two older brothers, and he's not the oldest. He's the middle brother. And then Josh is my eldest brother, and he'll be on the podcast one of these days as well. But Hopefully we'll get a, a trio, mm. all three of us, for the podcast soon. The bros. But anyways, so today... We're going to be kind of talking about jobs, careers, um, and kind of what else comes up talking about those subjects. But Jake, go ahead and explain to them what you did today. Well, about an hour ago, I uh, went talk talked to my boss, and I put in my two-week notice. And if you've ever quit a job that you, well, really any job, is, it's pretty hard to quit uh, if you have... Any sort of pride, I guess. You know, it's it's just a tough thing to do to to quit, and I think society a lot of times, well, more so in the olden days, uh, people were all about loyalty, and uh, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily true, and I don't think you should hold that over yourself, or anyone should hold that over you. If you need to quit quit a job, then you should move on, especially if you have a a better opportunity. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you've ever quit a job. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know much about Jason. <laughs> How many jobs have you had? I've had two. What? Two jobs. One was your. What was your first? I think Elevate was technically my first job. Oh no, I've had I've had a couple. What did you do before that? I worked at Elevate as the front desk guy. I hated that. It was just boring, and it seemed like a huge waste of my time. Um. I don't know. I get. I feel like I. I'm the like typical millennial where I just like don't want to do anything, except like have like fun and like that's why I enjoy making like films and stuff because I could get paid off of that and kind of do something that I enjoy doing. But um, then I worked for Gilly Loco. Oh yeah, that was like um, that was like your own t- own thing, or did you work actually like work for them? That was kind of like my own thing. They would just like pay me um, monthly and I would do like social media and like videos for them but it was kind of hard because they left me with so much uh, they gave me so much freedom they never told me like what they wanted and it was hard for me to just like come up with ideas because it's just a salsa company and I never knew like kind of what to do along that so that kind of fizzled out and I'm kind of I'm kind of mad because I feel like that was kind of a really good gig for me and I wish I would have handled it a little bit more maturely if I could go back now I would have and then I've coached at I coached at St. Pius oh yeah um uh, for pole vault and I didn't really like that because the kids are just kind of hard to deal with and nobody really wanted to get better one of the kids did Matt Sluter um he he was really good and I enjoyed like coaching him but everyone else is just like they would show up randomly um, I wouldn't see them for two weeks and then they'd come back and I'd be like where have you been like we've covered so much and now you're behind um, but what are you doing? I'm in the chair I can even look at you oh, yeah. 
Oh, sorry. But I think that's, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder. I've had, a, I've had quite a few. I'm only 25 years old. And I feel like I've kind of went through a lot of jobs. And I get bored. I guess this is only probably my second, I'd consider, like, real job career that people actually make a living at. Um, but I, I feel like there should be a balance. Like you said, I feel like the typical millennial. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder, too, if I'm just being, oh, am I just being like a millennial? I'm not satisfied. Yeah. I just want stuff right away. But I think, uh, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But you have to find a balance for sure. Like knowing mm-hmm. knowing what you want and not settling. Not just being a millennial and expecting expecting that like right out of college or exactly, whatever yeah. to make mm-hmm. X amount of dollars because you think that's what you deserve. Yeah. Like there should be a balance between not being satisfied and I guess some sort of loyalty. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, question that too. But I think how you're talking about, um, you worked for Gilly Loco and, and stuff and you weren't, you weren't really sure. Yeah. And it's, it's good to know, like, like we both, like me and my whole family, we've always wanted like our own business to run. Um, and now that we're getting a little bit older, we're starting to get closer to that. Like Jake with hopefully medical sales in the, in the future. And then like after that, um, you know, you could start your own business, something you really enjoy doing, like on the side kind of, but it's something that you actually enjoy doing. And this job's bringing you in money to support you and your family. And then your other job is something that you just love doing like 24 seven. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what I'm looking for. You know, I don't, I don't mind like going into the army. I don't mind doing that because I know that I need to grow up a little bit and I know that I need to, um, start thinking about my future more but when I get back I'm going to have a little bit of money and I can really sit down and think about okay I have a year and a half left of college what can I do from here until the end of college to really experiment with what types of jobs I like and what types of jobs I don't like yeah and I think that's the point of having like those first jobs in mm-hmm. high school and most people work through through high school and I think those crappy jobs are important yeah well, it teaches you basic skills, how to interact with people, how, how like a basic company works, and then it helps you appreciate, uh, like the better jobs moving up. Okay, you graduate from, whatever, maybe you were a dishwasher or something, and then you move on from that to something a little bit better, pays a little bit better, and I think you learn a lot of skills along the way. So, when you land, when you start your own business or you want to do your dream job, mm-hmm. uh, I think you can really appreciate. Um, where you came from yeah exactly it just it's it feels a little bit better like like you I don't know you worked for it you didn't you're not born into a rich family or whatever but like you yeah. and I know people too that um, were born into they just had a lot of money and they had everything they ever wanted yeah and they don't I don't feel like they appreciate the small things that maybe someone that grew up without all that mm-hmm. um, appreciates. So I think going through crappy jobs and um, all that's necessary to get you to the next step. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, 
dang, what's that? The four hour work week. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't think I ever finished it, but he talks about, uh, I forget the guy's name, or slipping my mind. Mike, go ahead and Mike, uh, check that up. Can you check that, Mike? I don't know why. I was just looking up his YouTube channel yesterday, but he's freaking awesome. Tim Ferriss. <laughs> Tim Ferriss. Thanks, Mike. Tim Ferriss is awesome, but in his book, he talks about, he mentions this term, and he says, the new rich, and what he means, I feel like I've been after that my whole life, I just didn't have a name for it, but he basically thinks, or he, he basically says, and uh, he wants to create, basically, passive income, that way he has time to master all these cool skills and to do all the things that he's ever wanted to do, travel, mm -hmm. um, learn how to cook, learn how to dance. I think he has all kinds of, I think he has a book, The 4-Hour Chef, so he, like, he learned how to cook really well. I think he went on some dance competition. Um, so he's, all, he's like trying to maximize the amount of life experiences he has, mm -hmm. and money is just like a means to... To get that. in the things he wants. He's not like after money. Yeah. Um, like what, what good is money? I always think what good is money if you, like let's say you're making $500,000 a year, but you work 80 hours a week. And, mm -hmm. Like you drive to work in your nice car. You, you're at a job you hate all day long. You yeah. drive home in your nice car and then you sleep in this big old huge house that then you never get to enjoy anything. Yeah. Like I don't want that. I'd rather make a lot less money but have a lot of freedom. Yeah. I think like that's the kind of path that I see myself going on in the very near future. Mm -hmm. It's like obtaining time. Yep. And that's what, I guess that's what money can get you is, is the time to do things that you actually want to do. Not yeah. necessarily the, well, the amount of money you make. It's yeah. uh, what, what can you do uh, with the amount of time that you have on this earth? Cause yeah. it's very short. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Steven, um, my last guest that was in the first two episodes, he kind of, he said something, I think it was like back in high school, but he was like, I wish that we could live our retirement for the first four years and then work until we're dead because we don't, we don't like, your bodies aren't capable of doing like the things that you would have liked to do when you were young, when you're that old. And I like, it's kind of, it's like a, kind of ridiculous, but like, it makes you think like, Seriously, you work your, some people get jobs in high school, you know, and they, they keep that job until they're out of college and then they get like a air quotes adult job and then they just work until they could retire. And that's like, I don't know, it's kind of sad. And that's, that's like heartbreaking. That's my biggest fear yeah. ever. That's what like drives me is to not get into that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of why I haven't held down a job, like, especially you, like, you're always jumping from job to job. Like, it's like a joke in our family because he quit Discount Tire, like, maybe like three times. And he, like, kept on going back because he needed money to support his next stage of life. But every time he went back, he, he realized that you hated it again, you know? But it's just, like, uh, I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's weird how, like, life works in that. In that sense yeah no that's you can get out of it I, I call it the rat race um, you don't have to live like that and that's so sad <clears throat> uh, 
every day at work and I, I enjoy my job at well that I just quit but I was in I'm in sales and I really enjoy it I don't feel like I'm going to work but I see people every Monday um, someone is like oh it's Monday yeah happy Monday great to be back like real sarcastic and like that that's so sad mm -hmm. every like 90 probably 99% of the population lives for two days out of the week yep that's well probably less than that Friday night Saturday and then Sundays kind of suck because you got to go back to work on Monday and everyone's like on Friday oh happy Friday happy Friday happy Friday like that sucks so bad mm -hmm. that's the majority of your your life mm -hmm. and people are living it in places that they don't want to be in so all the jobs I've quit I'm just it's for me and not I know what I want. Mm -hmm. I visualized it. Like I know exactly what I want. And I know where I am now. It's just filling in the middle. Yeah. So I, I encourage everybody. I'm not like super successful, but I think I'm well on my way. Um, I encourage everyone to don't stop moving forward. And I think a lot of it too is just being aware of your situation and being aware of what you want and knowing that it doesn't have to be like this forever. Yeah. Enjoying the process. And I'm a big, a big believer in, uh, like the law of attraction. And I think you can literally visualize and think things into existence. Like if you, if you know for a fact that your life is going to be a certain way in five years, 10 years, and you can seriously visualize it, then opportunities are going to come your way and maybe it's not like some big magical thing but you're just going to be able to spot out opportunities yeah. like if you just if you know where you want to go you know what it takes to get there and if something comes your way you're going to be able to jump on it as as opposed to someone who's uh, maybe just down on themselves or not necessarily looking they're just going through life that same opportunity can come mm -hmm. their way and they just pass it up because uh, they don't know, they don't have any plan, they don't yeah. want to go in. They're just complacent. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so sad. I see people every day at the office, same routine, get up 6 in the morning, go to work at 8 o'clock, get their coffee, you BS with someone for like 20 minutes, <laughs> starts your day, and then it's just, it's a sad circle, or you're just mm -hmm. going through the same thing over and over and over. I know exactly, I know what you want in your life too. And you're trying to, you're trying to go there, but sometimes you got to go through some crap that you don't want to mm -hmm. and gain experience and still got to work for it. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. What else? So growing up, growing up's not fun if you're not constantly chasing the next thing to get you like where you want to be. So working backwards I you always tell me to like work backwards like know where you want to be and then work backwards from there to get there and that always like kind of made sense to me so work backwards you guys yeah you blind people seriously not and we're not saying anything new either it's just yeah no if if for some reason or some random person is listening to this podcast and you're stuck at a job that sucks and you hate just know that it could be different yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to stay that way. 
and I, like again I think the power of your thoughts I think your thoughts dictate your attitude um, so it all starts with literally thinking good things um, and good things will come to you mm-hmm. another thing you should guys should do is read this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad it's all about real estate investing and that's something else that I think every real estate investor has probably read that book um, successful real estate investor I think real estate's another cool tool to use as a, a vehicle to become like that new rich Yeah. to where you just have money coming in on the side you're just kind of maintaining it you don't necessarily have to work 40 hour week maybe you're working 10 hours a week maintaining all your businesses or properties or whatever it is and then you're flying to some beach somewhere shooting yeah. some cool videos learning how to go into like cooking school or doing yeah. stuff that you actually want to do yeah I, I say like kind of in my life right now um, I've just been getting involved in so many different things like I started a YouTube channel now I'm starting a podcast and just like kind of exploring the realm of like the media world because I really enjoy it and I think it's like definitely well I definitely miss the podcast train I definitely miss the YouTube train but they're not dead like there's there's so much opportunity for things like this coming into it late but sometimes late's on yeah and it's it's so ridiculous how some people find success in these areas of media and who's to say that this won't take off or my YouTube channel won't take off. And then once I get one thing going, then everything's gonna mesh together. So my, let's say my YouTube takes off because that's probably my most successful thing right now. Um, Then people know that I have a podcast. Um, They start listening to that. And then in the podcast, they know that I'm, I don't know, I started a business. And yeah. then they start supporting that business and then everything starts connecting to each other and then it's exactly the passive income because you know I start selling ads here I start doing promotions here and then I get the freedom to be able to travel to Hawaii and shoot a video get yeah. paid for doing that do something you love and get paid for it yeah I always think because uh, growing up and you know you hear this everywhere people like oh make sure you um, make sure you find something that you really grow to love or um, or that you love to do and I always I always think to myself I don't I don't want to I don't want to love what I do I want to do what I love yeah yeah you know don't don't find something and then grow to love it like that'd be sick if you could just do what you love to do all the time mm-hmm. not learn to love some job yeah you know that wouldn't be good I agree um along those lines it's yeah I guess just back to not settling in a job that you don't like you don't have to settle you don't have to be you don't have to up and quit your job tomorrow but you you could see a future of quitting it like you know okay, this job is fine for me since I'm in high school. I don't really have the opportunity to be doing this other job that I might want to get. But when high school is over and you save up a little bit of that money, then you could dive into the other thing and or college or whatever, really. But Yeah. 
and I think a lot of, like you look at a lot of people sometimes and let's say someone you deem as successful and you wonder or someone that has like a really cool job and you're like holy smokes how did they how did they find that job um, I think a lot of it is showing interest in other people and again like I said knowing where you want to be and knowing when opportunities come so like I think back to uh, when I worked at Elevate I was a strength and conditioning coach at pretty like I guess prestigious I would say gym here in town had oh, yeah, a lot of super good business owners um, they UFC. like yeah UFC NFL um, Major League Baseball ton of Major League Baseball players some basketball like literally like it's like probably one of the best gyms in New Mexico and everybody everybody knows about it and if you're you want to go to the next level that's like the place to go to get your body right the place is sick yeah it's awesome well I was a trainer there and doing that then again I think people shouldn't take for granted the jobs that they have every place can offer opportunity and mm-hmm. and teach you something so going over there I, I trained and I got to meet some really prestigious business people and uh, you know People like it when you show interest in what they do, and I love, I love business. I love successful people. I love business people. So, you have a lot of times you have someone one on one for a whole hour, just training them, and people love to talk about what they do. Yeah. So you basically have, I had hours and hours and hours of hour long like mentorships. Yeah. Basically. The super successful people because yeah. this gym wasn't uh, Planet Fitness ten dollars a month. It's like. $200 a month, like... $1,000 yeah. a month. Depending on what your... People were like the movers and shakers of Albuquerque. Yeah, exactly. So it was sick getting advice from people, and then people notice, like, how interested you are in them, and pretty soon they're offering you jobs, or they want to teach you something, so there's always opportunities if you just show interest in someone. And, like, something may just fall onto your lap, mm-hmm. but chances are it's not you have to show interest in people and, and successful people love to help young yeah younger people because they were probably in your shoes at one time and may have someone that helped them along the way yeah so it's just like you've got to go out and and ask people and build relationships with people and the opportunities will come your way mm-hmm. i think that's that's sick like find out what whatever job you're at right now if you don't like it you can probably learn something from someone over there or a client you may have and they might be your next big opportunity Mm -hmm. if that's something you want. Yeah. You just gotta look for it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, because you got your Sandias, your office job from Elevate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the owner of uh, Sandia Office Supply, he wasn't my client, but I talked to him all the time in there. He was one of my friend's clients, but I love to talk to him because, well, I like business. And he heard I was leaving. I didn't have a job lined up or anything. I thought I might, but um, I had some opportunities, but nothing that I felt I wanted to do at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just came up to me and said, hey, I would love to have you on. Come talk to me. I did, and then I ended up at Sandy, and they taught me how to sell. I loved it. It was awesome. It was fun. And then I got another opportunity to 
get into, I guess, the medical field, um, doing essentially the same thing, same type of sales, but make way more money. Yeah. Do you think your college degree, so Jake got a degree in business, do you think that had anything to do with the opportunities that came to you? Like if you had a degree in astrophysics, like just like, or like a random, like a liberal arts degree, something that's yeah. not, like I'm getting my degree in liberal arts, but I feel like kind of what I'm getting at is opportunities come your way regardless. And you know, oh, you're yeah. already a personal, you're a personal trainer, but- While I was in school. Yeah, do you think that, what's your boss's name, Tom? Todd? Todd. Do you think Todd cared about that like your business no. degree he just knew that you were interested and ready to learn and he saw that I was hungry and that I was looking for something else yeah and that I was a hustler and that I was probably just he saw my interest in success mm-hmm. I, was, I would always ask about his business oh what oh what else do you own properties I would ask him how he bought them um, basically any question about success we had really long conversations about that stuff so I think he just saw that I was interested but with that being said I think I learned a lot in college and looking back I was a terrible not terrible I not a very good high school student I hated school I was a solid C student I didn't have to try hard I never failed a class or anything but I just didn't like school I think I had a bad attitude yeah. going into college I liked college but I was like oh, I don't need this and because uh, I always thought oh I'm going to be like very successful regardless but looking back I learned how to I was thinking about this the other day I was an extreme procrastinator so what <laughs> I too. learned out of that is that I could get anything done in a short amount of time so yep. I think just going to school going to college I learned a lot in college um, I think learning how to learn is very important. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily what you learn unless you go to like, you know, Harvard Business School or something. But just for the average college student, I think learning how to learn is what companies are most interested in if you're going to go work for somebody. or yeah. deal, Learning how to deal with people, learning how to deal with mm-hmm. whatever, different types of people people with other viewpoints as you um, so I don't think the educational part is necessary for success but I think it helps yeah and every everything's like a learning experience so. yeah I totally agree with that because when I went into when I went into college I was a I was trying to be an exercise science major and it's just like a generic thing that most athletes do um, so I was like, okay, like whatever, like let's do it. I never thought afterwards, like after college, I'd do anything in that field, anyways, because I was always involved with like videos and stuff. So then I really sat down and thought about it, and I was like, okay, well, I really like business, and so I was like, okay, I'll switch my major to business, and then I got to calculus, and I was like, why do I have to pass calculus to be in business school or like, how is this going to help me? I, like, I know for a fact that cal- like me knowing calculus isn't going to benefit my future whatsoever. Like, somebody else could do that. Or 
if I run into a problem, I'm not afraid to ask someone to help me or anything. You never like that. passed calculus? No, I. So I. Are you serious? Long story short, <laughs> I took it. I passed. I passed calculus, and I'm terrible. That was like your third time. I, no, I passed calculus my first time. I was in reme- the remedial math <laughs> when I first went to UNAM. I didn't. It didn't count for college credit. Yeah. So, well, my You're I guess smarter at math than me. My oh my, my thing was like. I was I was good at math or like I I wasn't bad at math I just hated it so much because I could do the homework all day and get the correct answers because I get to take my time but in the test I would make stupid mistakes and I would get three points two points two points two points one point three points two points out of like these five point questions and it just added up all the time and I would be sitting at like a C or a D on every single test yeah but I think that's the point is trying to teach you not to make stupid I know mistakes. but anyways back to back to the point of it all I was like this isn't going to help me out in the future so I was like I'm done with it so I went and talked to my my academic counselor um, or advisor and I was like look this isn't working out can I do like like what what do I need to do to get past this or can I get like a tutor and I did go to tutoring a lot and it basically came down to the final if I was going to pass or not and I got like a D on the final and I didn't pass the class so I was all pissed but but do you feel like you didn't go to business school because that one class and you made an excuse I don't need this or do you feel like you made the right decision yeah so this is what I was getting at so then my advisor told me about liberal arts and he was like okay well you could do liberal arts it's basically a cop out like I'm not saying that it's not it's like one of the air quote worst degrees that you could get because it's like simple and easy but I was I wanted to do a business school like marketing learn how to market learn how to like I take new venture strategies I don't know with John Cousins and it's like a BS class if you're listening (laughs) we love you it's like a BS class but it's class was a joke it was helpful because basically all we talked about was how to be successful and you know we never had like good conversations yeah like actual real conversations about life so then back to the point that I was making is liberal arts allowed me to do a bunch of classes in the business school that I didn't have to take prereqs like calculus to get into like it was a bypass system to get into those classes and I got to start taking film classes in the film school because the film school is kind of hard to get into but with a liberal arts degree you could take like the upper division classes in that and seriously it's been like these past this past year has been the funnest time I've ever had in school like ever because I actually enjoy going to class and learning yeah I get frustrated sometimes in like the film classes because there's like beginners that I don't want to say that don't really want to be there but we always are like held back and like don't get a like I want to learn how to like edit and like shoot like really good shots and like stuff like that but it's just like so long story short liberal arts suited me really good because I got to do film and business and I don't think in the future a mechanical engineering or a business degree would get me any further than this degree and I like doing it and it's what I'm going to be going into afterwards so yeah I feel like uh, education is really important I probably learned I learned a lot of, uh, I think, life skills. I learned, yeah, it's not necessarily about the degree program you go through unless you're 
becoming like a doctor or you know a lawyer or something like that if you're just getting a general degree mm-hmm. I feel like that what that does is opens up your mind for me I learned how to think better learned how to take in new ideas um, my thinking isn't as narrow as it was before learned how to write better basic skills that everyone should yeah should know so I think when when I hear people uh, well you hear this example all the time like uh, Bill Gates or some dropped out of college what's his name Apple guy yeah Apple guy dropped out of college Mike uh, check that first. <laughs> I, don't, you know, I don't even know if those two did. What's but his name? Those are, those are like the examples everyone always says. And uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. They use them as an excuses, but as excuses. But those people were like the exception. Yeah. Already super intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Albert Einstein dropped yeah, out of college. If you're, if you're like one of those special cases, yeah, you don't need college. People use it as a crutch. I don't need college. I can be successful without it. You can. But I think it's it's valuable to yeah. a lot of people. Like dad always says that just the piece of paper puts you ahead on like a job interview list than anybody that doesn't have a degree. Yeah. So and even like, if you're going off and you're trying to start your own business, you can learn skills, valuable skills, just how to discipline, how to sit down and study, how to get things done, how to mm-hmm. meet timelines, like these basic skills that are built into the college experience that you don't even think about. Like mm-hmm. everyone always thinks about, oh, I don't need to learn this. Well, it's not even really about that. And maybe it is, but it really isn't. You're learning how to meet timelines. You're learning how to be a little more detail-oriented. That's true. Um, all these other special things that are built in organically yeah. that you take out. Those are the skills that I took from it. I wasn't a good student. I, I don't remember much from college as far as the educational part, but... I learned a lot of those skills that were just built in. Yeah. So I think that's important and people shouldn't write off college because, oh, I don't need to learn that. Like you're learning a lot more unless you're getting, unless you have a really cool job that you can learn all that stuff in, mm-hmm. like in some sort of apprenticeship. I think that'd be cool if more places offered apprenticeships, good people knew exactly what they wanted to do and you just go work underneath somebody. Yeah. Like in every field, there's I think there's only apprenticeships in, in like the uh, blue collar world, but that'd be cool if they had those, um, the white collar world too. Yeah, that'd be exactly. Sick. And then be a yeah seriously because then you get, it's kind of like nursing or whatever. Like you have to get, x amount of hours to, be considered a nurse or whatever. Like you just practice like when you're in nursing school, you're there all the time yeah. there's not like, like those types of jobs like you actually need the education you need to know where all those that's true yeah veins and arteries are like that type of education like for doctors you need to know how the body works and so mm-hmm. you need that formal education but things for me and you like you just need to learn those basic life skills pretty much yeah. and I feel that's where the education system fails is teaching basic life skills yeah financial skills yeah that's something that I wish I knew more about is like even throughout high school and college like you don't learn how to do like your taxes you don't learn how to do like basic like things like that like he I mean of course there's like classes I think there's one at Hope and I just didn't take it but not really though I took that class with what's his name Dougie T Dougie T I don't think he wore underwear (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but still, they don't teach you, like, basic stuff. I guess you just learn on your own. Yeah. You know? But today's world, especially, uh, like, even me and you, our parents did a lot of stuff for us. Yeah. So I think that probably hurts us more than it helps us, honestly. Yeah. And then seeing, yeah, growing up, I don't think we were ever, you know, like poor, like considered poor, or like, like we were decently well off. Um, we've definitely struggled and stuff, but we've always, we've like had what we wanted, kind of, more than less. Um, we lived in a trailer in the school parking lot. I know, but like, <laughs> I, well, I know, but I don't think of it that way though. It's just how we grew up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We didn't know. I don't know. I still don't know. Maybe we were poor. Yeah, but we didn't think of it. Maybe. And then... We rode our bikes and played outside all the time. Yeah. Manny made a good point, too. It's like, you're not gonna... Like, I was talking to her about, like, buying a house and stuff. My girlfriend. I was talking to her about, like, buying houses and, like, growing up, that type of thing. And I was like, man, I just want, like, a big piece of property and the house doesn't have to be that big, but I just want it to be, like, nice. Like, kind of, like, cute or, like, nice. And she's like, well, honestly, we're probably going to have to rent an apartment for the first couple years. I'm like, seriously, because this stuff is expensive. Like, you don't think about how much a piece of property is and then property tax. And then, I don't know, do you have to continue to pay for your property? Right? Or is it, once you buy it, is it yours? You just have to pay property taxes. Yeah. So then you keep on paying the taxes. And then yeah, you but build a you house. don't just buy a property outright. You get uh, financing on it. Mm. Maddie's not big into it. <laughs> you guys are just going to rent for it. So, oh my God. Dave Ramsey, Jake. Dave Ramsey, I love you. But even Dave Ramsey, um, he says you should be debt free with the exception of your house. Oh, does he? Yeah. You can't. It's like, oh yeah. Most people can't. In today's world, well, in Albuquerque, you could probably you could probably get a house for like a hundred thousand, hundred fifty, hundred fifty thousand. You can probably get like a track home. Two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. You have like a really nice house in Albuquerque. No one has, unless you're really rich, a hundred thousand dollars to buy a house. Yeah. So. That's true. You see the the education system. Failed. failing us because <laughs> I didn't know about financing I don't know about anything now here's my dream I want to buy a storage unit or like three of them so they're like three grand a piece like a conics box yeah like what we have in the backyard like those things that they ship over from China on those giant boats yeah um, I want to buy like three or four of those and then weld them together and just make my house in that that'd be sick because it'd be like like I priced it out, it'd be like fifty grand, seventy five grand, and it's just like completely my house. Like, yeah, but does Maddie want to live in that? Frick, Maddie, I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I talked to her about it, but I like, I think it'd be really cool to just start off with like one, buy a piece of property, and then me live on my own, and just like have that, and then not have to pay ridiculous amounts of money for. Stuff like that. And then I was thinking, like, oh, I'd add another one and rent it out to one of my buddies. Or, you know, have, like, a little community. I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be sick. 
What if you built that by, by UNM? There's like 30. That's what I'm saying. Those boxes and student housing. Imagine the ragers you could throw on those. Yeesh. And their metal so you can't burn them down either. There's nothing bad would happen. <laughs> you could dent them, but that's just minor. Maintenance, maintenance. I wonder if you could do that. I don't know. There'd probably be some crazy stuff that you'd have to go through. I don't know. Jason's girlfriend is real into Dave Ramsey, the finance guru, the no debt, which is really good. Yeah. But I was, I was trying to talk to them about, I always try to, about uh, investing in real estate. You basically have to go into debt. I'm, I think some debt is good as far as uh, if you leverage it correctly. Um, but... Matt, I guess Maddie's really against all debt. Her parents, I think, are debt-free. So it looks like Jason is going to be renting for the rest of his life for me, probably. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> See, and then... Yeah, all the millennials want to rent. That's better for me. That's a, that's sort of like the problems I run to. It's like... I feel like sometimes you just need to go for it. You know? Like... You do. You need to sack up and take a leap of faith and if it doesn't work out you can go back and work a crappy job again like there I was talking to mom about this the other day there's like endless jobs that you think about the restaurant on the corner of the street that you never see anybody work or going into there's always four people in there working like making food preparing food and I just think it's ridiculous like there's no shortage of jobs like and then you see homeless people and you know bless some of their hearts they might have like a lot more going on in their lives than I think but you know, get cleaned up and go apply for a minimum wage job for a little bit. And, I don't know. Then, yeah, drugs and all that st- different stuff, too. And they just waste their money. But, I don't know. It's just... What's the, wor- the worst thing that can happen? I always tell my wife this. Worst thing that can happen, you file for bankruptcy. Eh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Start Seriously, <over. laughs> though, the worst thing that can happen in America is not that bad if you really sit down and... And think about it, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, I guess it's all perspective. What, yeah. File for bankruptcy. Then 50 cent file for bankruptcy. I don't know. 50? Let's, let's hear this. Oh, shoot. You ever watch that show, uh, 90 Day Fiance? I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> That's uh, Michael Scott in the office. Thanks, Mike. Um, and then everyone just tells him that he can't just declare bankruptcy. This is <laughs> more to it than that. So, you know, I feel like bankruptcy is definitely not the way to go. But seriously. No, that's the And then you die happen. and what? All your money's... I mean, your debt gets pawned off no, under your family. The worst thing that can happen is yeah, you just your credit screwed up. Let's say you like you go buy a bunch of rental houses or whatever. Worst case scenario happens, everyone moves out, you can't find any new tenants, yeah. and you can't make the mortgages, so you file for bankruptcy. I think they, the state probably takes all your houses, and most your whatever. Belongings, yeah, that's not that big of a deal. You just get to, I think you just get to start from you scratch, you know, like a clean slate. Well, because Your credit's most... jacked up for like 10 years or something. There's this little feed store on a Sleda and dad has a conspiracy theory that 
they just burned it down because it wasn't doing good and now they have like an awesome building there. They probably did. So they probably just burned it down, collected the insurance money. I don't know if like bankruptcy or whatever, how that stuff works. Education system, thank you. Once again. I don't even know how that stuff works. Um Son of a bitch. <laughs> Thanks, Arnold. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like yeah, seriously. There's just a bunch of ways to get out of bad People situations. We're scared of nothing, really. Mm-hmm. We're we're scared of losing our uh, our uh, physical belongings, just materialistic things, and you know. I think that fear just overtakes people and they never do things that they want to do or try to start a business. It's going to be a lot better of a story if you're 50 years old and you're like, look, son, when I was your age, I went bankrupt because I tried to start my own business, lost everything, was homeless for three days. Your aunt, Judy, invited me in the house, stole some things from her, went to jail. (laughs) Then it's just a sickle story. And then, you know, now you're successful now and you're not still working that office job that you yeah. just hate and then the only s- thing is if you have a family already that like if you're married if you have kids that just throws in a whole other that's true thing but if you're single there's like no reason to not try dad do you have anything to say who is your daddy what does she do? Have you guys ever seen the show 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> this is a classic show. Oh man, there's this guy on there. He looks like the penguin from <laughs> Batman. Have you seen the, the Batman with Michael Keaton as Batman? Oh, this guy on 90 Day Fiance. He got divorced, he moved to Thailand. Um, he met this Thai girl in, I'm pretty sure. Brothel, hikes, whorehouse. <laughs> they married. They got married. He was promising her better life in America. And keep in mind, this guy's like fifty years old, disgusting looking. Literally looks like the penguin. Look him up. Mike, show Jason the penguin. <laughs> I know what he looks like, Mike. He brought this Thai girl back to America. Promised her a better life. Turns out. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have any money. He has this really rich best friend that's been supporting him. He has a bunch of rental properties and stuff. And uh, they were staying in this, they call it the firehouse. I guess it's an old firehouse with, it has like a kitchen and a bed and everything. And this, his best friend's wife got mad at him for supporting this 50 year old man. And (laughs) so they cut him off and he's like, so worried he doesn't know what he's gonna do and it's just hilarious this 50 year old guy making excuses trying to support this this foreign girl and she's pissed at him because he promised her a better life and he's trying to find a job and he's he's only going to take a job if it pays a certain amount of money because he has a master's degree but he he's not making anything and they're about to go broke his whole family pretty much disowned him because he I think he's like just a spoiled brat and grew up like that. Sounds like it. Oh, it's just hilarious. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to watch it. At least see a clip of this guy. Uh, Yeah. So that show is hilarious. If you haven't seen Ninety Day Fiance, go check it out. It's like (laughs) 
I just realized this last night. I was thinking about it. I think it's all like a conspiracy. They're just. Amplify. I think the show is meant to be a comedy in disguise as like a, a real life drama. Mm. And all the producers and stuff, they probably laugh hysterically because these poor people are getting screwed. Most of these people are coming over just to get their green their visa and their green yeah. card. And uh, these poor Americans are just falling for it. It's, I like, realize it's like it's reality like, TV. That's probably what it is. I realize it's a comedy. It's like uh, The Office, isn't it like supposed to be? No, The Office is just a... I don't know. It's like a. It's like the office is a hundred percent comedy. I know it's a comedy, but if ninety day fiance is like, it's just a drama. Reality. Yeah, but the TV office show. is like spun to be, like a reality show. It seems like. Yeah, they filmed it kind of like a documentary type, like yeah. reality. Yeah. So this is like a real life, The Office. <laughs> I don't know really how to explain it, but yeah. it's hilarious. Um, well, we've been talking for a while, so I don't know if anybody's still listening. I'm talking for about 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. I gotta get back to work. The job I just quit. <laughs> I have to, uh, He's, he just yeah. put in his two weeks, so yeah. he still is employed, but... I put in my two weeks. I gotta go back and figure out exactly what uh, we're gonna do moving forward I think they're going to offer me more money to stay but you're going to decline it well the potential for my new gig is going to be pretty good alright thanks for having me on yeah no problem we'll be doing it again with Josh here in a couple days I think I'm gone I'm gone for the next two days and then I'm going to New York next week but I'm going to just try this is like as t- I've been telling everybody that's like kind of listened or asked about it it's just like super fun to do um, but if you guys download the Anchor app and listen to this you guys could send in voice messages or like voice comments really? yeah so like I could like Jeez. play those as we're doing a little podcast and then I'll answer those questions or if you guys have just something like funny to say or this is cool we can have like a radio show you can I mean yeah. people will call in yeah seriously it's like exactly like that that's sick but thanks again guys if anyone has any tips on how to get like uh, subscribers followers if anyone wants to be a guest write in to Jason yeah. tell him why you should be on cause I'm I'm having a feeling I don't know I just enjoy this a lot so I think it's gonna work out pretty good I'm having one of those uh... something you could fill in your nuggets yeah I'm filling in my nugs but uh thanks for listening you guys uh, and yeah. we will be talking to you guys shortly make sure to subscribe to the stoke and go out and (laughs) go out and live life a little bit more adventurously and stop letting people tell you what to do and we'll see you guys soon peace out jason signing out oh jeez i forgot i have to stop it this was a little bit more serious of a podcast but that's good that's what life is not all fun and games see you guys next time